and welcome back to the Thunder Brewster Podcast. My name is Ron. And my name is Paul. And Paulie and I went on a nice little adventure not long ago. We did a Rooster Travels episode to Dice Road. Dice Road is a 13-mile stretch of road out in rural Michigan. It's, uh, I think, I want to say the bigger cities is uh, like a halfway point between Midland and Saginaw. Uh, not very far away from Merrill. Uh, we'll is that coming to a funny, funny little story in a little bit? Calm your tits, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, we had an adventure to say the least. Uh, the drive for us was about what four and a half hours, I want to mm-hmm. say. I thought so, it was gonna be less, but it was. Yeah, it, we got traffic, so that that really that really slowed us down. You know, right before we got into what Flint, <laughs> stupid ass. We shouldn't have to go through Flint, right. but uh, anyways. <coughs> Yeah, we we took a trip out there. Um, you know, I've heard some stories about Dice Road. We'll give you a little little bit of information on that. But I just wanted to go there for ourselves and kind of, you know, check it out. You know, I want to go to places that are supposedly haunted because, you know, I want to see if my natural instincts kick in and, you know, see if I get any bad vibes from anything. Um, it was definitely a surprising event happened while we were out there. Um, <laughs> it took me a while to kind of really wrap my mind around what, what happened, but got some stuff on film that you've, you've seen by now. This is actually airing after I released the video, so it'll be pointed out. So this discussion is going to be about our trip up there and we'll give you some more information on why we went there. Uh, Paul, would you like to uh, lead us in with, you know, what's the significance of Dice Road? Well, do you want me to tell the funny story first? No, no, we'll save that for the second segment. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we did some investigating, and obviously we're talking about Dice Road, 13-mile stretch of hell, if you want to call it that, to some. I mean, it would be hell if I lived out there. That's oh, for sure. yeah. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. Corn. Pretty, Corn, pretty landscape. Soy. Bur- I annihilated another bird. <laughs> I truck up there. <laughs> I was like, "You did, didn't you?" Uh, so we focused on a couple different spots there. First and foremost, we have the Saginaw Merrill Cemetery, yeah. where we did some investigating. Mm-hmm. Got to stay there for several hours. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, that was one part of it. We also checked out the general store, which is actually now somebody living in the home. Mm-hmm. And then the mother of all haunted houses, <laughs> the Hell House, yeah. which I I didn't get any bad vibes. You know, I talked about this, but I just, I just felt very eerie. I didn't. That's a, That's a good word to use. It wasn't. We didn't I think weird or eerie would would better. It was just a weird, eerie. The feeling, feeling of knowing that we're twenty. Well, how how far would you say we were away from the house? Oh, we were on the corner. I'm we saying. didn't even know we were there <laughs> at first because we just pulled up and we you know we showed the shot of us getting the dice road sign. Yeah. The fucking house is right behind. Right us. behind us. <laughs> fucking no gates idea. of fucking hell. So when we got there, we got we drove to that point mm-hmm. that that's where the gps took us up to dice road so 
I was like, okay, we'll just keep driving west, and eventually we'll stumble yeah. upon the house. There's not the many properties. We'll, exactly. we'll eventually figure it out. And then we go a little ways and find out there's no more road. <laughs> <laughs> the road leads to nowhere. So, you know, you had to go left or right, and that, yeah. that, that was the end of Dice Road. So we turned around, and uh, we decided to go down the entirety of Dice Road from there. And it was at that point when we crossed that intersection again that, we, mm. that I realized that that was the house. I mean, were we about, what, five, ten yards away from the house? If yeah. that, maybe ten, a little more? Maybe 15. Okay. 15 probably about, but right? just for me, just being that close. Mm-hmm. And we went, we were going at dusk, and it was cool. Like, it was actually stayed light till almost like 10-something yeah. while we were out there, which was cool. I normally don't see that, but... Yeah. I just kept telling myself, like, we're this fucking close to this house of horror. Like, bad. The house of horror? Horror. Whores. <laughs> the house of whores. <laughs> but it, it is. Baby, we did not go to no house of whores. <laughs> just, I'll just say that. This house is just, it's just creepy, Ron. It was just terrible. Just terrible across the board. <laughs> Could you imagine that conversation? <laughs> so wait, is wait, this? I thought you were going to check out a haunted house. You were checking out the bordello of blood. <laughs> you guys are getting scared from some interesting horse. <laughs> and there he goes. All right, all right. But anyway, who was? Who That's when right. the hose come out. Okay, okay. But anyway, yeah. So being that close to that house, it scared me. And not to mention, we're like, oh wow, look, they repainted it. Oh, it looks beautiful. It actually. does look pretty. Um, let's get some history to Dice Road yes. real quick before we before we too much venture. into our journey. Yes. That hopefully most of you have already seen by now. But um, so. The interesting thing about this section and whatnot, and why it kind of uh, has such a haunted history to it, um, about midway through Dice Road uh, used to be a town called Iva. And Iva is now a pretty much ghost town. It's not Mm -hmm. there anymore. I think the only remnants of it is that general store. But, uh, you know, there was a lot of disease and stuff come through back in the day with that town and they just leveled the town and that general store was a place where everybody in the town would come to to listen to boxing matches on saturday right. nights you know so that was the local gathering place yeah. in fact that's the only place standing pretty much there from that time uh I would, that would explain some haunted stuff there mm-hmm. but so that by itself already that's a, a tragic thing to happen you know you had a a large amount of deaths and you know imagine you die and you are a ghost you're looking for your house to haunt and it's not there anymore you know i mean what do you do at that point <laughs> I'm sorry. stuck in a crossfire you keep thinking about the house of horse <laughs> the crypt keepers waiting <laughs> don't get me wrong I, I mentioned this on the thing but it took a good 20 minutes of being in that area where me and Paul thought we were the most attractive people there. <laughs> I forgot about that. Like, we were riding high for a little while, you know? Stallions. <laughs> yeah, but... 
Oh man. But yeah, there there's some tragic history there and I think that's the basis of why that that road has a reputation it has. And of course the cemetery we visited um there is a local legend that uh a ghost of a young woman who tragically died um haunts that area. It's the Anna. The age old tale of the lady in white haunting a graveyard, you know, so. Um, Anna Rhodes. Yeah, Anna. I thought her name was Anna something else. No, it's Anna Rhodes Millerton. I was looking for Mill. I saw an Anna Rhodes headstone out there. I could have swore I did. I was looking for a Millerton. <laughs> That's what I kept doing too, so you saw something said Rhodes? Yeah, I saw an Anna Rhodes out there. <laughs> I, I, I want to say I did. I okay. might be wrong. Maybe. I don't know. It might have been something close to it. There were so oh, many. Wait, he- wait, 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 wait. It was Anna Rose that I saw. Rose. There. That's it. Because yeah. there were so many headstones. There were so, so many. So many. Named Anna, too. Yeah. I was like, oh, I and, then, and then I kept telling you all the ones that I saw that were like deteriorating. I'm like, yeah, I understand. Like, that's the ones we want to go off of. But I'm like, dude, there is nothing on here. It is yeah. weathered. It's like faded. Like, this is crazy, man. Like, Anyways, we'll we'll get more into that in a minute. Yeah, um, the next one. But the the Pomeranian House, uh, obviously, they no longer live there. And I just want to tell everybody that you know there there is a documentary thing. A couple of these. There's yeah. one over the general store and one yep. over uh, the, house. the house. Yeah, it's called the Hell House or whatever. But uh, it's it's on uh, their Amazon Prime. Amazon, yeah, yeah. It's called Haunting on Dice Road. I mm-hmm. think is what it's called. The Hell House. Yeah. Is it the Hell House mm-hmm. on Dice Road? Something like that. But Highly suggest watching it, you guys. There's a lot of really, really interesting yeah, info that we of, gathered from there. A lot of crazy stuff. I mean, we could, again, the that type of subject, itself, we could that, be there for yeah, weeks. We'll give this. some highlights of that real quick. Okay, so this family built the house in the 50s. And they lived there for 20 years before the shit hit the fan. And it started on Halloween night. Where, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, there's just real loud bangs on the wall and doors and shaking in the windows and stuff like that. And it goes on for, like, an hour, two hours. They call the fucking police. The police come out. The police hear it. They don't know what to do. They come back the next night because they called again. I came out. Same thing. They can't figure out what's going on. There's no way of... I mean, there's no signs that anybody was outside the house doing it. You know, there would have been footprints in the mud around the house or, I mean, this is out in the middle of nowhere. If you saw the the little (laughs) Rooster Travels episode, there's nothing but fields out there, okay? You're not going to be able to just run off and hide. You're going to be seen running away. But this happened for, I think it happened for like six months. I was just going to tell you, I was just going to, Wait till you're finished. But yeah, they had the police come out and stake out the place without them knowing. Every still single night, three to four times a day. Yeah, for six months. And not only how are that, you going to handle that? It wasn't just that stuff. You know, you started hearing disembodied voices, uh, <clears throat> explosions. Like somebody, even the neighbors were hearing the explosions. You know, it sounded like dynamite was going off. You know, so much so that, like, the refrigerator jumped off the ground from one of these explosions type things. And there was even a crack that was formed in the ceiling from this. The house is shaking. There was a report where the clock picked up, flew off this way, went around a person, and went back to where it came from. 
and I believe a police was there for that. Yeah, or State Highway and State Highway and cops were there to witness the the alarm clock just levitating, yeah, spinning around the officer mm-hmm. and then coming back down. And so you had that. Uh, you had um, how about the neighbor? The the the, the, the oh, I'll, I'll get into that in a second. <laughs> the neighbor, but. The thing is, is this got so much attention that, you know, you had universities coming out to investigate what was going on. Because, Two professors from Duke. Yeah. Came out. Was it the, the so, owner of the Tigers? Yeah. Was it? So this paid, was, this was actually, <laughs> this was actually the interest, one of the interesting things I, you know, obviously we were both not aware of, but so yeah, John uh, Fetzer, he was an owner of the Detroit Tigers back, I think, I don't know how many years, to be honest. He had such a fascination with what was going on right in his backyard. Yeah. And he was like, not only am I interested, but I would like to try to help. Right. So he donated about $15,000, had obviously the two um, two scientists, professors from Duke come in. Mm-hmm. And I remember Terry just going, man, like, this is messed up that I'm talking to the owner from the Tigers coming to ins- in, you know inspect our house, but I'm a huge Tigers fan. And I'm talking to the owner daily. Yeah. So he's like, it's a catch 22. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the Pomeranian family, I, mean, I always want to say Pomeranian. That's what so I kept bad. saying too. That's Pomeranian. But Pomeranian. Uh, they had two sons. Uh, I believe that during the time that this happens, they were 19 and 21. And, um, you know, they themselves thought it was somebody in the, in the neighborhood. Well, so they went and hid out. Uh, in a ditch or something waiting for the noise to kick back up again and nobody was there. Well, Terry was working on the farm and he thought that it might have been somebody he was friends with. Bless, <laughs> you. bless you. That he was friends with who wanted to get a job on the farm and he didn't get the job. Right. So he thought maybe that there was just, you know, a schoolmate or somebody just on, yeah. throwing shit at the house and mm-hmm. just driving off. So later, Mr. Pomeranian uh, had something to say that he thought it had to do with witchcraft. So apparently, before this all coincidentally happened, um, yep. a neighbor kept coming up and asking if they would sell their farm. <laughs> or coming up another day, being like, "How much would you sell your farm for?" And they were very weird and off-putting. Um, Dancing in the rain, you know. It's a small town, so word got around, you know, that she was looking for witchcraft books at the local bookstore. So there was always there there was some telltale stuff there, and I think the last time that um they declined to sell their property, that they saw her come up to the property on her knees and making some kind of chant or whatever. I'm assuming is the witch witch spell, <laughs> so, right? And she was lighting fires in the yeah. rain, dancing around, just just all kinds of erratic behavior. But so guess when. All this started. That's what I was going to kind of say. Right yeah, after I, th- I think it all happened right then and there, Ron. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, from what I gather, the house that they that this all went down in ended up catching fire mm-hmm. and was completely destroyed. And then they ended up building another house on it. Now, what led up to the fire thing I thought was interesting because there, whenever one of the college professors was out there investigating the whole thing, uh, he had just went and took in a shower in the guest bathroom. And then after he dried off and stuff and came back out, uh, everybody in the room started smelling something burning. So they went and found that it was in the guest bedroom. 
and the towel that he had just used to dry himself off was on fire. Fire! Right. And then this happened again. Uh, this time was with a full roll of toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> and it just lit up in fire and just <laughs> literally disintegrated right in front of them. And if anybody knows by playing with fire and toilet paper, I don't have any experience with that, but... <laughs> <laughs> It does not burn up quick, all right? <laughs> but, you know, they had the 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 firefighters and stuff out and everything, and they, were, they just couldn't believe them because there's no way a to- roll of toilet paper could just burn up that fast. So they did all kinds of tests for accelerants and stuff like that, and they, didn't, they couldn't find anything. So the house burns down. They end up getting a uh, a new house built there, and then... They up and decide to leave. So you have the new people who came in. I forgot their names. I couldn't find them. Uh, but they apparently moved into the house and have been living there for the past 40 years. Not a problem. So the question is, did the whole thing, you know, if it was a witch's curse or something like that, did that end when they left? Or did it follow them? Because I don't believe they've had... I don't remember there being any reports of them saying anything happened after they left. I was watching, um, and we mentioned about the the couple programs that are on Amazon Prime in regards to this. I watched a video podcast with with Terry and uh, Steve Shippey. He's actually he's kind of a popular figure in the paranormal world. I've just kind of kind of been brought to him now after watching some of the stuff about the Hell House. Yeah. Um, mainly in the Michigan area, and he does really good work. But he sat down and they spoke and and went over all these these tribulations. One thing I thought was interesting is so when the house burned down, um, they were trying to claim the insurance. Yeah, and at first they, the insurance company was like, "No, we're not going to do anything with this." So what happened was they actually got all the testimonies and the sworn affidavits from the police officers to be like, "Look, like you need to honor that claim." this yeah. stuff happened right so other than that i don't know really outside of it but that helped um there were so many witnesses to all this stuff too but i kind of think i'm like yeah you know that would probably be m- my idea that that would happen because of what this woman might have done i just find it so odd to believe that you know they move and they they're out and then it just stops yeah but at the all same right. time they were like they didn't like those people in there yeah, there was no issue with the family. We gotta take a quick commercial break. We'll be back. Fucking phone ringing. <laughs> and welcome back. So let's uh, go ahead and get into our little uh, haha story. Yeah, let's get into the haha story. So we did plan this very accordingly. Kudos. The day before we leave for the trip, I get a text from my friend. And he said, well, <laughs> think I made a little mistake. Oh. I said, a little mistake? <laughs> okay, well, it's a little mistake. Well, so basically, we were going to stay overnight and get a hotel room. And and uh, I said, okay, well, what's what's the problem? Well, we're, we're going to Merrill. thought it was Merrill, Michigan. No, 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 no. My buddy over here gets a hotel room in Merrill, Wisconsin. Yep. Luckily, I uh, kind of obsessed over the details like that. So <laughs> that's okay. I looked at it. Better be overprepared it. than underprepared, right? I found out that it said Wisconsin on there. 
And I had literally had three hours left before I would have lost all that money. Right. Yeah. So I call them, I, I get it fixed, I get it taken care of, you know. And then yeah. I decide, all right, I'm going to pick another hotel, you know. There was two two hotels that were nearby. One was a one star and the other one was a two star. So I'm thinking two star, obviously it's better hotel. So I go tell him about it. And, you know, as we're outside shooting the shit, he's going through his phone and the reviews of this place. And it's like, it was a shithole. I am not fucking sleeping there. Dirty. No way. And stuff like I was that. like, dude, let's spend $15, $20 more a night and not get freaking mugged, shot or bit by something. Yeah. He's Mr. Worry Pants as it is. And then you throw a nasty hotel in the mix it's not going to work out that's why we couldn't do a whores thing <laughs> <laughs> but uh so i uh, are we in austin massachusetts or boston massachusetts ron <laughs> so i go and try and get it canceled and stuff i literally just made the reservation like um probably like an hour before that before i called <laughs> And when I called, and I'm going to try and tell this without being offensive or anything, right. but when I called, I talked to a guy, uh, sounded like a local guy, and he had, you know, took all my information, it sounded very professional, and then I called back to cancel, and I got a woman that had a very heavy Indian accent, and... You know, I told her I wanted to cancel my reservation. She was like, okay, okay, Um, I'm, I, we've got to check in right now. I was like, okay, I'll hold or whatever. <laughs> and about two minutes goes by and I, the phone just cuts out. Like it was either a hang up or it actually lost service or something. So I, I wait a little while. I wait like half an hour because, you know, checking somebody in, whatever. I didn't want to, you know, impose myself. I call back and I get a guy with a heavy Indian accent and you know, I'm explaining to him what's going on. And he's like, you know, you have to call 24 hours before to cancel your reservation, you know? And I was like, uh, I just made the reservation like an hour or two ago. And he was like, who'd you make the reservation through? I was like, I called you guys and made it. <laughs> directly i called you bro <laughs> and he's like no 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 because it's just me and my wife here and he's like you did not talk to me so he's painting me out to be like i'm a fucking liar you know i'm getting pissed i'm like in my mind i'm thinking it's like if you're the guy running this shit and apparently there's no other guy working i just gave my credit card information to a stranger <laughs> you know what i mean and so i'm getting mad at this point Oh, you turned two two shades of red fast. I'm furious. He's just completely like, I run the show, you know, I choose. And it's like, I literally hey, just fuck made you it. run. And he was like, <laughs> it's like, you have to call 24 hours in advance to cancel a reservation. It's like, that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> you Bitch, know, I called you an hour ago. This was like at noon, one o'clock, something like that. <laughs> and most of the time when you check into hotels, your check in time is like three. Okay. So. Right. I set all this up. <coughs> I'm raging pissed by the time I get off the phone. My only thought and words that came out of my, my mouth as soon as I hung up the phone is like, you're not getting my fucking money. <laughs> so I get my wife on the phone because I was at work at the time. And I told her, it's like, hey, take this card and uh, lock it. <laughs> 
So I locked the card and glad I did it because like two hours after the fact, they tried to run my card and they're not supposed to till the day of. Yeah. So two things that was going through my mind. Either this guy who lives out in the middle of bum fucking Egypt, you know, was trying to get that money for yeah. that night. I don't blame him. That's how he makes money. Mm-hmm. Or the other side of that is somebody fucking stole my credit card information and was sneaky about it and just picked up a ringing phone and took down all the shit. It was rather convincing if that's what happened. But I think the guy just fucking lied and I was just trying to keep the money. Based on their yeah. credentials, Ron, they probably were. Right. So That's why I didn't want to stay in no shady ass place. Yeah. So You're welcome. I ended up doing that and we ended up going with the other the one star hotel, which turned out to be really nice. It was clean. It wasn't that bad. It was it just It wasn't a one star. It yeah. got close to four stars. And the other one got under no, the, the hotel rating system. Oh, the rating system, yeah. not the actual not Google review. review. No, I'm not staying at a one-star rated place. Well, it sounded like you're telling we're staying at a one-star place. <sighs> I thought you were more sophisticated than that. <laughs> I'm just going off the reviews, man. <laughs> but yeah, so that was our story with that. It was just, it was uh, about a solid three hours. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Completely. <laughs> so but yeah. it all but it all worked out. Yeah, it did. We had a good time. Yeah, had a blast. Um, you know, we really <laughs> like being able to go out and do these things. What I really would have liked was going to these places and actually, you know, contacting the people that own the buildings and being like, "Hey, um, we're with a podcast." You know, <laughs> I don't know if that would work, but you know, we just say, <laughs> "Excuse me, we want to," you know, draw pictures of. The house and say that, <laughs> and then they ask, "Let's see what you drew. Who's the artist of the group?" If you don't Not get me. that one, watch the previous episode. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah. So you know, I obviously I saw something when we were right. in the cemetery. Yeah, our big announcement now. Yeah, it's not an announcement. They've already seen it. So <laughs> I don't know what I saw. I saw something out there out of the corner of my eye. It's all on video. Um, it was not planned. I saw something out of the corner of my eye. It looked like a person. And then when you go and look at the video footage and I haven't broken it down quite yet, cause even though you've seen it already, I haven't put it together during the filming of this, uh, episode, but we're going to slow it down frame by frame, but we've paused it in several certain spots and it looks like a shadow is moving behind a tree. Which happened to be the point which I point out in the in the actual video clip is what I saw was between me and that very tree. So, you know, it was either really coincidental, you know, or my eyes were just messing with me and, you know, I didn't say shit. I don't know. I definitely saw something. I don't know what your reaction like. sure looked like you saw something. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still trying to process that. Yeah, because I mean, I could understand. I've we seen ha- stuff out of the corner of my eye before, but this was really prevalent. <laughs> like I thought somebody snuck up on me. <laughs> well, you were you were talking like you could see you were talking you were talking about what was going, on, and then you just stopped, and you're like, "Oh, yeah, I think I saw something." And I'm over there just going up and down the aisles, not knowing. Then you were like, hey, 
Yeah, my I think I saw thing, something. I remember <laughs> saying to the camera, like, I'm going to get in the truck and, like, go out where Paul is, which really go fuck what with I me. was doing. Go fuck with me and drive off. What I was doing uh-huh. was literally, I just wanted to get out of that spot, honestly. Yeah. I just So I got in the truck and I drove further down to where Paul was at. Hmm. I was I was a little freaked out. Rightfully, you should. But mostly it was just trying to figure out what the hell it was. Yeah, and you weren't, you didn't have a bad vibe, and, and I didn't either. Yeah, I didn't. I we didn't. We didn't. It was a beautiful day. Like, it was sunny, nice weather. Great drone footage. Yes. So, if you have not seen the Rooster Travels episode three, uh, definitely check it out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, pretty much sums it up. For yeah, me, I was man. just going to say that was a really cool experience. Yeah. Like I said, can't wait to do the next one, and hopefully, you know, we'll check it out. I know the next place we're going is the Mansfield Reformatory, which that'll be a whole bag of kittens on that one. So we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, that will be. All right. Let's jump into our three shots at funny. Do it. <laughs> Watch that again. Not long ago. Excellent. So funny. All right, so this week is my wife's pick, and she sent me a video that's titled, Ha Ha Ha. (laughs) Okay. so funny <laughs> all right let's see here <coughs> i'll go with mine next yeah please do it is called reaction gold oh boy <laughs> i don't know if it was his daughter or his wife but damn <laughs> You're so shocked. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I've never heard that before. <laughs> oh, oh God, he ruined his program. I mean, that's all he cared about. That right, no, there's no <laughs> way he could finish what he was watching. He's probably like, hell, you need to replace your underwear. <laughs> Oh man! All right. So yep. Yours is called. <laughs> Mine is called. What's your choice? All right. Yo, twenty-four. Right hand for ass. Left hand for tit. Ass or tits? Come on! Do it. Do it. Come on! Yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Perfect. Right. I hate they blurped out the word. I know. But that is left hand for ass, right hand like for tits. You're, you're in a football game, you're like, hey, Baker, right hand for tits, left hand for ass. What do you want? I bet he throws both hands up. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's just funny. I don't know. Oh, All right, everybody, we appreciate you checking yes. us out. Um, I believe our next episode, we are going to be joined by some uh, friends of ours. They have their own mm-hmm. podcast. It's called The Cheeky and Nacho Show. 
And for some reason, if that falls through, I'm just a fucking liar. (laughs) 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 All right, folks. Hope you have a great weekend. I hope your 4th of July was awesome. Yes. And definitely support us. Rate, like, and subscribe. We need those ratings on Apple Podcasts so we can get seen. And, yeah, buy some merch, please. Uh, Help us out. We'll uh, keep popping these out. Uh, The studio is almost completely finished. Beautiful. you should be able to tell the difference in the next episode. So, and uh, we'll give a little tour or something eventually. I think we should. Well, yeah, we got a nice little secret behind these curtains to the, you know, mm, behind Paul over here. Yes, it's been fun. It has been. <laughs> All right, folks, have a good Let's one. Get and, uh, <laughs>